0: Well, it is great to be back with you. This is David Carnes and this is the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And as we come back together today, we find ourselves right back in John chapter three. And what we're doing is we're walking together through that conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, a conversation that literally went throughout the night. And as we go back now to this text, I'd like to bring out the point that really in this conversation, there are two sections. And what I mean by that is, as Jesus first began to talk with Nicodemus, the focus really was on the sovereignty of God and that God does all the work in eternal life, that eternal life is a work from above, that God pulls a spiritually dead person out of the spiritual grave and gives eternal life, man contributing nothing to this. So. The first part of the conversation, again, it's about the sovereignty of God. And that part of the conversation, by the way, remember now, we have seen that in verses 1 through 8. But then there is a second part to this conversation. The second part really focuses in on faith. It focuses on belief that man has a responsibility in all this. That, and that is to believe in what God has done. To bring about eternal life to believe that man for example is a sinner in need of a savior and his name is jesus to believe that jesus bore our sins that jesus died for our sins then rose from a grave and is the giver of eternal life now this is interesting by the way but there are these parallel truths then in scripture the truth for example that eternal life is all a work of god man contributes nothing but then also that man is responsible in a sense, and that is that man must believe. But now with that said, today what we do is, we move then into the second portion of this conversation. Again, the part that Jesus speaks of belief. And specifically, as we look at the text today, we are going to look at verses nine through 11. And as we look at this part of the conversation, What we're gonna see today is Jesus brings out the unbelief of Nicodemus. Jesus actually confronts the unbelief in the life of Nicodemus, and Jesus makes this all very clear. And so we're going to now move into the second part of this conversation, the point being, again, Jesus confronts unbelief. And so let me do this, let me get us into the text. Again, it's John chapter three, And today we're going to look specifically verses 9 through 11 as we spend time in God's Word. The topic now turns to belief. Now, there are going to be several points in this. Today, we have time to look at point one. This is what we're going to do. So if you're a note-taker, this is what you'll write down. Point number one. As Jesus now turns the conversation to belief... Point number 1 is Jesus confronts unbelief. Write that down. Jesus confronts unbelief. Now we're going to begin we're going to begin with verse number 9. We're going to take this to the end of verse number 12. Starting in verse number 9, this is what we see. We see the words of Nicodemus. By the way, the final recorded words of Nicodemus that we see here within this conversation, verse number 9, By the way, and and let me say this, and there's something I think that we need to be very clear on, and that is we have this conversation going, don't we? And in this text is what we could call really the highlights of the conversation. What we have in the text before us, only really the highlights of this conversation. And I say this simply because can't you just imagine or try to imagine how long did this conversation really go? I'm thinking it went all through the night. I would not be surprised if both Nicodemus and Jesus saw the sun begin to rise as they were still talking to one another. And so I just bring this out because, again, what we have before us on the pages of Scripture here, these are the highlights of the conversation. This is what we have. The main points of what was being said throughout that conversation. But again then... We look at verse number nine, and this is how we begin. Look at the text. The text says, Nicodemus said to him, him, of course, a reference to Jesus, How can these things be? How can they be? Now, just to comment on this for a moment, but right here it's very interesting and it's it's very clear that Nicodemus is not getting the point. He is not understanding what Jesus is saying. That is, Jesus takes Nicodemus back into Scripture and as Jesus brings out that Scripture has always taught that God will bring about salvation, that God will cleanse the sinful heart, that God will place His Spirit into the life of a person, that the Spirit of God who works to bring spiritual life to a person is at work. It is God who will then call a person out of a spiritual grave into spiritual life. And He's just not getting this. And as the master teacher who is Jesus is taking the teacher of Israel through all of this, again, it's not computing. It's not adding up. And understand this, but you remember that I said a few weeks ago that Nicodemus, he did understand one part of what Jesus said, and that was Nicodemus understood the analogy of physical birth that he understood that no man contributes to his physical birth. He got that. I mean, back in verse number four, when he posed these statements, these questions, how can a man be born when he's old? And when he said, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus at that point is just simply Making the point or saying, okay, I understand that no man has a part in physical birth. A man cannot be born when he's old. I get it, right? And he has no part in any of this. A man cannot enter into the womb of his mother. Man plays no part in in his birth. I get it. But the issue with Nicodemus was he's just having a very difficult time connecting the physical analogy of birth with the spiritual birth that Jesus is speaking of here. The reason he was having such a hard time with this, all that Jesus was saying was again going completely against all that Nicodemus had ever believed. And at this point you ask the question, so how could he have missed it? The teacher of Israel, how could he have missed it? Um, Nicodemus, a part of the Sanhedrin, Nicodemus, a Pharisee, Nicodemus learned. He is an intellectual, an expert of the law of Moses, supposedly an expert of all of Scripture. How has he missed this? How has he not seen it? How has he not understood it? The answer is simply this Nicodemus was blinded. His heart and his mind were blinded. Blinded by who? Blinded by the evil one, blinded by Satan he was so taken in by the lies of Satan that all that Jesus was saying to him, it was not making any sense to him whatsoever. And understand, but the doctrine of work salvation is a doctrine from Satan. And understand, but Satan is going to push that doctrine. And the reason is if, if Satan can just get a person to believe that salvation comes down to what you can do then Jesus and the cross are not in the picture. Man's depravity is not in the picture. Man's sinfulness is not in the picture. Man's need for a savior is not in the picture. If Satan can just get you to believe that you can save yourself, then you don't need a savior because you've got yourself. And as a result, that man who continually believes that is going to die in sin. And that man will be in hell for all eternity. That's going to be the result. And isn't that what Satan is after? To take as many with him as he can. But Nicodemus, he's embedded in in a lie. And understand this, but when someone is so embedded in believing a lie, it is very difficult to ever admit the truth. As a matter of fact, I have heard it put this way and note this, unbelief always leads to ignorance. I'm going to say it again. Unbelief in something always leads to ignorance. I mean, and I say that because you listen to any lost person try and truthfully explain the scriptures. Is it going to happen? No, it's not ever going to happen. A person that doesn't believe the truth about God and the truth about salvation and the truth about the condition of man will never be able to take the word of God and faithfully explain it. Unbelief always leads to ignorance. Paul said it this way. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. Paul wrote, the natural person, that's the lost person, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Unbelief always leads to ignorance. And so because of the unbelief of Nicodemus, he was ignorant to something. What was he ignorant to? He was ignorant to the truth of the Word of God. And so again, this is why we have this response in verse 9 after Jesus had taken Nicodemus through the Scriptures and this man, this teacher of Israel, this one that was supposed to know the Scriptures in the greatest of all detail, he would say, how can these things be? This makes no sense to me. And I'm not believing this. Then you go to verse number 10. You look at verse number 10, the response of Jesus. Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. Jesus simply saying what? You've missed it. You've missed it. You, this man that is known as the teacher of Israel, this man that has people sitting at his feet, this man that is prominent all throughout Israel, known far and wide for your great intellectual mind, and yet Jesus says, you've missed it. You've absolutely missed it. But then with that said, we we really then get to the point. What's the point? Jesus confronts unbelief. He's going to make sure Nicodemus understands he is an unbeliever. Verse number 11. You look at your Bible, Jesus now says this. Jesus says, truly, truly... I say to you, Oh, stop there. We just have to bring this out. You remember the little phrase? We've looked at it before. Truly, truly, I say to you. What does that mean? All that means is what is about to be said, it's perfect truth, complete truth. And by the way, what Jesus is really saying is, Nicodemus, and this is something you've never heard before. It is truth. You need to listen. Verse number 11, again, truly, truly, I say to you, We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. Now, right here, what's Jesus do? Can you get the picture? Let's get the picture. Jesus looks right at Nicodemus and he says, Nicodemus, you are an unbeliever. That's who you are. You don't believe anything of what you have heard during this conversation. That's what Jesus says. And let me say this, just a few things here that really I want us to see. So let's kind of take that verse, verse 11. Let's begin to lift some words off the page. But again, now you look back at that verse, you see the word we, Jesus uses this word we, Jesus said to Nicodemus, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. We ask the question, who is that? Who is we that Jesus just mentions? Let me say, over the years, there have been many discussions on who the we is. Let me say, here's how I understand it. Here's how I come down on it. Jesus, he's speaking of himself. He includes himself in this we. I believe also he could be speaking of the Old Testament prophets as he mentions the word we, preachers of the word of God that had come before him. And so that is, I believe, the we that's being spoken of here. But then also there is the word our, you see that, O-U-R. In the text, Jesus says, our testimony. Well, who's that? I believe it refers to the same group. Jesus, also speaking of the Old Testament prophets. But now, with that said, let me just then break this down, because there's something here that we need to see. But the Old Testament prophets, they spoke of God, right? Of course they did. And what else did they speak of? They spoke of eternal life. It's all over the Old Testament. Now, we've brought this out already. Let me just kind of go over this again. Ezekiel chapter 36. We remember this. But the prophet there shared the Word of God and how God said that He would wash a person clean, forgive sin, and that God would place a new spirit, His spirit, in the life of a person. You remember that. And then also going back. Even further, to Moses, the the human author of the book of Genesis. Again, another prophet that is being mentioned. Moses, out of Genesis, wrote about the depravity of man. Now we remember this, Genesis chapter 6, God saw the earth, behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Then we could even bring up, oh, let's just say Isaiah. (laughs) Let's bring him up. He wrote about the depravity of man and how Jesus would die for the sins of man where did he do that? How about Isaiah chapter 53, verse number five? It states there, but he, speaking of Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And so right here, just a, a sampling of, we've got the prophets of God speaking about all of this, writing about all this. And again, in our text, John chapter three, verse number 11, Jesus says to Nicodemus, so there have been prophets that have come, And prophets that have spoken of what they know about all of this, Nicodemus. That's what he's saying. Prophets that you have read, Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you've read Ezekiel. You've read the the writings of Moses. You've read Isaiah. You've read it, and yet you've missed it. You've been blinded to it as you've read it. then with that said, we look back again, and this is where we pull something else off. The word we, again, we look at the word our. Those words that are just not speaking of the Old Testament prophets, but those words, they're also speaking of Jesus, remember? He's using those words there to speak of himself as well. This is so important. Don't miss this. But there is something here that as Jesus speaks, he's saying this. When Jesus says to Nicodemus that I have also shared with you, Nicodemus, what I know and what I have seen. I have shared this testimony with you regarding eternal life, Nicodemus. What Jesus is saying here also is, Nicodemus, you're getting this truth about eternal life, not from a prophet, not from a great teacher, but you're getting this from the son of God. You're getting this from God in the flesh. Nicodemus. You're getting all of this Nicodemus from the one that didn't learn any of this, that didn't receive this from someone else, but you're getting this truth about eternal life from the author of life. You're getting this truth from the maker of eternal life, from the giver of life. You're getting this Nicodemus from the one who is life. That really is what Jesus, I believe, is driving home right here. Yeah, the prophets taught this, but Nicodemus, you're looking at the one that's the author of it. The maker of life, the maker of eternal life, Nicodemus. I mean, when you really dig into this, this is what's being said here. Jesus, again, who is life, the giver of life. He's the one who's revealing this face-to-face with this unbeliever. And now with that said, something else in verse number 11, you look back at the text, you see that Jesus went on to say this. Look at it. He went on to say, you have heard all that has been said about eternal life. He he's, he's, he's just said that, that no man can work his way to God, that eternal life's a gift, it'll work from above. He said all of this. God does the work of calling a lost man to life. You've heard this. and Nicodemus has heard it. He's even read it. But again, now you look back at verse number 11 and at the end, Jesus says, but you do not receive our testimony. Now it's obvious again that Nicodemus did not what? He did not believe. Jesus says, you've heard all of this tonight, Nicodemus, and you did not receive our testimony. What the prophets had written and what the son of man, the son of God God in the flesh, the giver of life, the creator of life. You've not even listened to me, Nicodemus. You've not even listened to me. So Nicodemus, he's not a believer. He's a lost man. He's not in the kingdom of God. And at this point, he is destined for hell. At that point in time, he's destined for hell. But with that said, another word here. All right, let's pull another word. I want you to see this, but you also see the word you in the text. Now, this is very interesting. You see the word you. Jesus again says to Nicodemus, but you do not receive our testimony. Let me say to you why this is an interesting word. In the Greek text, that word right there is being used as a plural word. Being used in the plural sense right there. And so at this point, what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus is, Nicodemus, not only do you not believe this, but so many others don't believe this either. That is what Jesus is saying. He's saying the Pharisees, none of the Pharisees believe it. The priests don't believe it. The scribes don't believe it. The Sadducees don't believe it. And Nicodemus, you listen to me on this. But because of your perverted teaching regarding the Word of God, most of Israel doesn't believe it. Remember we said as we were introduced to this man by the name name of Nicodemus, he was out front leading so many, the masses right to hell. And Jesus right here says you don't believe it and the masses don't believe it either. And understand this, most of mankind even today doesn't believe it doesn't believe that man is sinful in need of a savior most of mankind believes that man can what work their way to god acquire self-righteousness that is what most of the world believes now it's just not you nicodemus it's most of mankind and friend i bring this out what uh, what a fascinating point that is But I bring this out. Please hear me on this. But this is why you and I have a message to share. We share that man is sinful. We share that man is in need of a Savior and his his name is Jesus. And one must simply come to Jesus by faith. That's our message. Turning from sin and turning to Jesus. Asking God for salvation. Asking God for spiritual life. Asking God for that relationship that only comes when you place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. You see, most of the world believes what Nicodemus believed. But we have the message. We have the truth. And we are to share this. So many are just like Nicodemus. I mean, there is unbelief that is so very prevalent. And yet, knowing that, you and I then have a responsibility, don't we? And that is to tell, share the good news of Jesus, the gospel message, that man is sinful, separated from God, that Jesus came, bore our sins, died for our sins, went to a grave, rose from that grave and is alive. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord then will be saved. Just believe in who Jesus is and what he has done. And we're to share that glorious message. Well. Let me say, as always, it has been so good to be able just to spend some time with you again today. And as we close out this week, let me also say that next week, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to spend the Thanksgiving week with my family. And so we're going to be back together after the holiday. And I so look forward to seeing you when I do get back. But you have a blessed day. Again, we'll see you in a little over a week. And we will be back together again as we spend time in God's Word.